we seek to answer questions to the question, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? My name is Alexis, and I'm joined today by Jimmy and Lauren for episode 17, where we plan to tackle the question, are any sins irredeemable or unforgivable? And if so, how do I know if I've committed that sin, and why would God choose not to forgive certain sins? But first, Jimmy is going to kick us off with our On the Line segment. Awesome. Thank you so much. So our On the Line segment this time um, is about a woman named Mary Anunuha. I'm going to, that's how I'm going to say the last name. Um, is how I've uh, been working at uh, Craydon University Hospital in Thornton um, Heath, England, um, since 2002. So faced increasing pressure to remove her cross necklace from hospital management in recent years. So Mary, who became a nurse after her brother passed away due to uh, lack of medical care, moved from Nigeria to England in 1988 to pursue a career in the medical field. In 2015, hospital management told Mary to remove or cover up her cross, citing safety concerns. Mary, in turn, refused and pointed out that nurses of other religious faith were never asked to remove their necklaces, bracelets, or loose clothing. So during the middle of a surgery in 2018, which Mary was overseeing, a hospital manager told the Christian nurse to conceal her cross or take it off, which she refused to do. Later that year, Mary was demoted from her position as a nurse to a receptionist with hospital management warning that there would be an internal investigation if she did not hide or remove her cross necklace. In June of 2020, Mary was forced to take a stress leave following increasing pressure from the management. From a young age, I naturally always wanted to care for people. It was in my blood. All I have ever wanted is to be a nurse and to be true to my faith. I am a strong woman, but I have been treated like a criminal, uh, Mary contended. I love my job, but I am not prepared to compromise my faith for it, and neither should other Christian uh, National Health Service staff in this country, uh, close quote from Mary. In early October, she sued the hospital for firing her for refusing to remove her cross necklace. And I just think this is mm -hmm. a prime example of persecution happening even in modern times. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's kind of sad. And yeah, like it, we mentioned it, but throughout the article, she does mention that she noticed that those uh, working with her who believe different religion, had to have different religious backgrounds, they were not asked to remove their jewelry, like there. And so mm -hmm. it's just clear evidence that she was being targeted in that sense. Yeah, I think I remember from reading in the article, she said like her cross necklace was pretty small mm -hmm. and she was asked to remove it, but there were other people like during the surgery where they had much bigger jewelry and they weren't asked to remove it. And I thought, yeah, that was definitely strange. Do you all think you would have made the same decision she did if you were in that position? Off. Yeah. I mean, like, no, you're not going to make me take it off. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. if I see other people and I'm like, you're not asking them to do it. So yeah. obviously you're asking me to do this. Yeah. Not because it's a safety concern, mm -hmm. but because it's a cross. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, think, I think even if the standard was equal, I would consider taking it off if it was like, hey, everybody does mm -hmm. it. Like everyone, mm -hmm. we ask everyone to take you know, mm -hmm. certain jewelry off. Mm -hmm. We have to wear certain clothes no matter what then I'd, I probably would be a little bit more mm -hmm. likely to follow. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I think it was so obvious, I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have, because that's just persecution, and we're supposed to persevere amongst mm -hmm. women's uh, persecution. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, well, with that, we'll just dive right into uh, the questions that Alexis read. So, uh, are any sins irredeemable or unforgivable? If so, how do I know if I've committed that sin, and why would God choose not to forgive certain sin? So before we dive into that, we should probably just clarify terms. What is a good definition of sin? 
When we say that, we mean it's really any action or intention of the heart that misses the mark of God's glory uh, and perfect holy standards. So sin is what separates us from God. He's perfectly righteous and can't be in the presence of sin. Our sin prevents us from being able to know God personally. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, putting our trust and hope in his death on and resurrection from the cross that we're able to be reconciled back to God and forgiven of our sins. God delights to extend his grace and mercy to sinners who turn back to him. So if that's true, then does the Bible mention any sins that are unforgivable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so to start, uh, the Bible, which we believe is the completely true and authoritative word of God, mentions only one unforgivable or irredeemable sin. And according to BillyGraham.org, the one sin which God cannot forgive is mentioned in Mark 3, 28-30 and Matthew 12, 31-32. Jesus had been performing miracles, including driving demons out of people by the power of the Holy Spirit. And instead of recognizing uh, the source of Jesus' power and accepting him as God's son, the religious leaders accused him of being possessed by the devil and driving demons out in the power of the devil. And Jesus responded by saying, I tell you the truth, all the sins and blasphemies of men will be forgiven them, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is guilty of an eternal sin. And the sin of the religious leaders' blasphemy against the Holy Spirit was a refusal to accept the witness of the Holy Spirit to who Jesus was and what he had come to do and then submit their lives to him. Yeah, that's awesome. So to answer the question, yes. And according to uh, Focus on the Family, uh, they say the sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit is essentially the sin of rejecting Christ. By continually rejecting God's free gift of salvation in Jesus, a sinner sears his conscience, ignores, ignores the voice of the Holy Spirit, and stiffens his neck. Eventually, he gets to the place where genuine repentance is no longer possible. This stubborn and unrepentant attitude, persistent self-hardening, is the chief mark of true blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And so just to define repentance, repentance is simply turning away from sin and turning towards God. Yes, so, but then the question still remains, like, is it possible for a true Christian, like a true believer, to commit this kind of unforgivable sin? Well, according to a Desiring God article by Pastor John Piper, he says, Can a true believer, whose salvation is eternally secure in Christ, still be guilty of blaspheming the Holy Spirit? No, because I think the meaning of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is a willful, determined opposition to the present power of the Holy Spirit. And Christians cannot commit that kind of sin. They don't settle in like that with a settled, determined, willful opposition. So Christians can commit all kinds of sin, but what marks a Christian is that they don't settle in long-term. They hate their sin and they repent of it. They, they feel remorseful about it. They turn to God for fresh forgiveness. So no, a Christian cannot commit what Jesus calls blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and also note that John Piper is not saying that Christians don't commit sin. Mm -hmm. Becoming a Christian doesn't make you perfect, as many people believe. Mm -hmm. um, it does, however, mean that you are given the gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit, which empowers you to live the Christian life. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin and compels us toward repentance. And when Christians sin, this does grieve the Holy Spirit, meaning that the person of the Holy Spirit is sorrowful over our sinning against him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good clarification that 
Christians still sin. <laughs> you know, we we don't just all of a sudden stop sinning. That yeah. that's that is definitely true. Um, okay, so but if God delights to forgive sin when His people repent, why would He choose not to forgive the sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit? Well, so like we were discussing, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit is a willful rejection of the truth of God and His power, and rejecting God means the heart has become so hardened that it does not and cannot come to a place of repentance. So the Bible is clear that lack of repentance results in lack of forgiveness. So Acts 3.19 says, Repent, then, and turn to God, so that your sins may, may be wiped out. And 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So reconciliation to God through Jesus is not possible without genuine repentance first. And blaspheming against the Holy Spirit means someone has come to a place of not being capable of genuine repentance. And so, yeah, that's kind of logic there. Yeah, and that might sound kind of harsh or kind of dark and depressing, but you can be encouraged that if you are truly believing in Christ and his death and resurrection, then it is not possible for you to commit that kind of unforgivable sin. Romans 8, 1 actually says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, but this should also be a compelling charge to intentionally pray for those in your life who haven't yet placed their faith in Jesus. Pray that the Holy Spirit would pursue them with truth and I would encourage you to seize the opportunity to share the gospel message of hope with them. Yeah, absolutely. So before we uh, wrap up the episode, I did want to actually go back to something that um, was mentioned just to maybe make it a little bit more clear. If you notice the context of where Jesus mentions the unforgivable sin, mm-hmm. we said how he, was, he just was, did miracles, how he just casted out demons. And what did the people who witnessed that say? They witnessed these miracles and, and these amazing things, and they said, oh, he's of the devil, because he's casting out the demons and the power of the devil. Hmm. So, and then that then Jesus says, this irredeemable sin, this unforgivable mm-hmm. sin. So mm-hmm. I think that context of, that's what we're saying. We're saying that willful, hardening rejection of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people saw him in flesh, right? Like, in person, perform these miracles, and they still couldn't believe they said no nah, he's of the devil it was specifically the pharisees mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah okay yeah and so i think i think just to give some context to what that willful rejection is like so if someone's not a believer right now it doesn't mean that okay well they rejected him once you know it's it obviously keep praying for them but just as a context i think to like mm-hmm. frame that that's um, yeah that's, that's good so, but with that, I just want to wrap up with obviously our quick lightning, uh, <laughs> lightning round. <laughs> Got a little mixed up there. So, number one, is it unjust for God not to forgive blaspheming the Holy Spirit? No. no. Absolutely, because God is perfect and holy and righteous and created the universe. But can Christians commit the unforgivable sin? No. no. That's right. If you're in Christ, like uh, Lauren said, there's no condemnation. Romans 8 1. Yep. That's right. Um, so, is blaspheming the Holy Spirit done on a whim or by accident? No. No. Exactly. Like we just went over with the Pharisees. It's very willful. It was willful. They, it was, they had the evidence. They had everything that you could ever ask any Christian for, and they still said, of the devil. Mm-hmm. So, is it com- complete and total grace and mercy that God forgives any sins anyways? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have to forgive sins. He chooses to because mm-hmm. he's merciful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the lightning round there. Yep. 
Okay, so now, if you're interested in even deeper discussions about this question or other Christian topics, reach out to us. Uh, search for Crew Campus Ministry, send us an email or a note on anchor.fm slash you or find us on social media. Any one of the student leaders or staff would love to treat you to some coffee, apple cider, or hot chocolate. I personally love pink drinks. <laughs> and I want to close up with a shout out to Lauren and Jimmy for idea contributions and Garrett Metz for our theme music. Glory to God for his provision in creating the opportunities for this podcast to become a reality. And have a blessed week, everyone. So long.